And y'all don't know oh. what oh, I went man. through. Do you have a car in your hands right now? <laughs> Nike Talk was that place that spiraled what you enjoy now. Anyone who brought a, a Kobe shoe in, I'll clean it for free. Man, mine was better than a lot of people in the league. I got I saw the, my favorite jerseys, that one, the Barkley. Kobe Forrest. Episode 53, this is the Danden and RJ Machismo podcast. This is Danden. This is RJ Machismo. What's going on, everybody? All right. So tonight we got a special guest, a returning guest. Uh, we got uh, Josh Tolentino. He is a reporter slash insider for the Philadelphia um, Inquirer, which he covers the Philadelphia Eagles. How you doing tonight? Uh, how you doing tonight, Josh? I'm doing good, y'all. Happy to rock out back on the pod. Yes, Rocking sir. the team. <laughs> Big game coming up. Yeah. Always, always happy to join. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, for coming on. So, uh, you know, Josh is a returning uh, guest. Uh, last time we had him on, he was covering. He was with the Athletic, covering the Tampa Bay Rays. So now, um, you know, he's with the Philly, you know, Philadelphia Eagles now, uh, covering the NFL. So what's that like for me switching from from baseball to football? It's been a good transition, Kuya. The uh, you know obviously I had covered the Packers before, so it wasn't necessarily yeah. new. Uh, but you know bouncing around a little bit from the Packers to the Dolphins and now the Eagles, they've all been pretty unique experiences. But this fan base, man, up in Philly, they're crazy. Yo, they care about the yeah. Eagles so much. So it, it, it's a it's been a good transition. Happy to be here on year two uh, with the Eagles. Yeah, man. So much continued success. You know, I've I've been uh I've been watching your your work lately. Uh, Josh, you know, has been doing a lot of great stuff for the Philadelphia Inquirer with your articles, and you also have a show too. Um, when you guys record like during the weekdays, right? It's actually right before the game, so we go live uh, ninety minutes before kickoff, so uh, hour and a half before every game. Uh, it's a pregame show. It's called Game Day uh, Central. It's sponsored by uh, Comcast out here, so. That's uh up all, everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube TV. So tap in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we definitely go plug it in. So yeah, before we start, we first want to first uh shout out to RJ, uh celebrating, you know, uh year thirty six. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Brian Westbrook here. <laughs> Happy birthday, y'all! Happy birthday, yes, man! Yes, thank you, how's, thank you. How, how's it feel to be uh you know young again? I mean, it's just. It's just being a blessing, man. You know, just just keep going over here, man. Two girls now, so you know each year is different, but you know we're gonna keep going. You there know you what I'm go. There you go. And you know, <laughs> RJ. You know, RJ is also a big, you know, Philadelphia Eagles fan. So he's been you know, he's you know. been through it all, man. You know, he went yeah. from uh, Coy Detmer to Donovan McNabb to you know yeah, Bobby Carson Hoy, Wentz. All those guys. Yep. Carson Wentz. Yeah, every everything. Oh, man. He, Michael Vick. <laughs> you know, and you also witness a, a Super Bowl champion too. So, hopefully, you know that that could, this this could be the year. You know, that'll be that'll we'll, be dope. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So we're definitely gonna uh, you know talk more about the game. So um, we'll go. Why don't you go start off, uh, RJ? All right, and you can just plug in your uh, your Twitter as well, Josh, so they could follow you for all the Eagles fans is watching right now. You know, the play by plays and the training camps. I mean, the the practices. So. Just plug in your Twitter right quick. Yeah, for sure. Y'all can tap in at JCT Sports. That's my Instagram. 
and Twitter. I got y'all daily uh, on these uh, Eagles, man. And like what you said, they're off to a, a pretty good start. You know, a lot of question marks at the beginning of the season, but yeah. <laughs> uh, they're coming off a pretty hot game, man, coming into the uh, Washington. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, my first question to you, man. So you've been covering the Eagles for two years now. What's the differences um, have you seen from this team from like the last season through just two games? So give us that insight. Yeah, I think the obvious, you know, is Jalen Hurts. But beyond yeah. that, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about Jalen a lot uh, throughout the pod. But really just the personnel, uh, Howie Roseman, the general manager, he crushed the offseason, yo. Like yeah. he, he really uh, could not have done a better job, you know, and when you look at all the moves he made from A.J. Brown, uh, Hassan Reddick uh, there on the edge, who who honestly hasn't really even tapped into his potential here through the first right. two games. Uh, and then he crushed the draft, too. Uh, Jordan Davis, the big defensive tackle. Yep. Uh, N'Kobe Dean, man. Cam Jurgens, the, the center, <laughs> you know. Y'all don't know. Even fans, you know, don't know too much about him, but – he, he really did look like the future, uh, you know, replacing Jason Kelsey eventually. But yeah. um, even a guy like James Bradbury, man, like that was so really solidified the secondary. Right. Uh, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you know, I'm just naming, that's continuing big... the list here. But yeah. uh, how he really crushed uh, the offseason. So that's probably the, the biggest difference is that, um, you know, Nick Sirianni, the head coach and defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, they got much better pieces and personnel to actually execute what they want in games because like last year you know there were there were some players getting heated you know Fletcher Cox yeah. Brandon Graham you yeah. know they didn't necessarily agree what with what was being called but right. then, you know now now you got better playmakers to be able to uh, make those plays uh, happen so like outside of Jalen it's really I guess the pieces that they've surrounded him with uh, they're in a much better place to be able to compete this year yeah I agree with that man so yeah, like I said, you know, High Roseman, he he really did a good job adding those pieces, man. So, um, I mean, I know it's only two games, so it shouldn't be any excuses at all. But you know, it, it's coming along together, in my opinion. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll just have to see. So, yeah, yeah, and and like you think about the new pieces, like James Bradbury, uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, those are two new starters in the secondary, uh, along with a new safety, a uh, new starting safety, and Marcus Epps. Yeah. Like a a lot happens, yo. Like after that ball is snapped, you know, between the yeah. wide receiver getting into the second and third levels, a lot of communication has to happen. So mm -hmm. kind of like that first game, like that was pretty much understood. Like there was going to be sloppiness, and you know, guys weren't necessarily going to be in the in the right spots. But they really buckled down uh, in the second game, and again, they're on kind of on a heater uh, yeah. coming into this game against old friend uh, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Yeah, and let's not forget about Kaiser White. I mean, I think that's also a big addition, um, you know. Chargers. I mean, yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, last year, I mean, I think linebackers is a big issue as well. Um, I feel like it was C.J. Edwards that was pretty much stepping up. Um, I mean, you know, Davian Teller was very promising after the injury, you know, you know what happened with that. But um, I think now T.J. Edwards with him uh, and Nicobe Dean in the upcoming, I think that, that, you know, that linebacker core is going to be something special as well too, man, so. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. There's just been so many names, you know, with Howie and the additions in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. But, man, the Kaiser, he – yeah, Kaiser, he really impressed me uh, during camp. You would see a lot of uh, screens and, you know, passes to the flat to Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. And Kaiser yeah. has been – you know, he was with them step for step, man. He's got 
a lot of juice in him. And not just that, him and TJ Edwards, you mentioned, uh, they tackle hard, yo. And yeah. uh, linebackers in, in Philly, they hadn't been – there hasn't been a lot of stability, you know, there yeah. at that position over the past decade. But with uh, Kaiser and TJ, it, it really seems like uh, they've got something going, especially with N'Kobe Dean kind of waiting uh, to make that impact. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about the, you know, the Philly defense. I, my opinion that that front four is like underrated in the league. So, um, so we'll we'll talk more about the defense, Josh. So uh, my question, my next question for you, um, Jalen Hurts. You know, he's rising star uh, for the, you know, for the Philly uh, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. So he had he's he's had two amazing games so far. You know, with Detroit and you know the Monday night game against uh, Minnesota. What improvements have you seen so far and what does he need to do in order for him to get to the next level? Yeah, I think we should rewind real quick to the NFC wildcard game uh, out in Tampa. And that game, uh, we really saw what Ty Bowles, the defensive coordinator, now he's the head coach out there for the Buccaneers, how he game plan against Jalen. He basically uh, dared the Eagles to throw. And uh, in that game specifically, uh, you know, Jalen wasn't able to get the job done, obviously. And we saw um, not just that they dared him. Uh, you know, obviously he's a dual threat quarterback. He likes to use his feet a lot to move the chains. Uh, they took away him running to the right and made him uh, go to his left. And we yeah. saw just, you know, his, uh, turnovers, misthrows, uh, a lot of bad technique from Jalen. Uh, to his credit, man, heading into year three is his second season as the starter. Um a very early sample size, but we have seen definitely uh, Jalen improve with his technique, with his mechanics. Uh, we're getting the ball out. The numbers literally say that last year he was the the last, or it took him the longest rather in of all NFL quarterbacks for him to get the ball out. It was like over three seconds. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's only two games, but that number is like uh, I think like two point four, two point five. So it's noticeably yeah. different that he's getting the ball out. Uh, quicker so to his credit again he worked hard in the offseason at improving his mechanics his throwing mechanics uh, specifically with his drop back uh, the Eagles run a lot of shotgun and pistol but when he is under center he's getting the ball out quick uh, and you know obviously a lot has to do with the playmakers that they added AJ Brown's the biggest one uh, and we've seen it uh, throughout the first two games uh, the best part of AJ Brown's game is yards after catch and catching the ball in the middle and you know, throwing the ball to the middle last year or really the first two years of Jalen Hurts' career, not a strength for him. And uh, over these past two games, we've really seen him tapped into that uh, potential. Again, thanks to, to AJ being here, he's got a, a good comfort level with him. Yeah and, yeah, and to your point, you know, AJ Brown, you know, I think that was a great signing, you know, that that, that was a, that draft day trade, right? I think they gave up, what, a first and a second and – that's it right is that what they gave up for aj brown i think that's a steal and then he's not even in his prime yet and then you sign him for <laughs> yeah. 100 million for four is it four years something like that yeah yeah, yeah. he's got a, a four-year deal worth up to 100 million mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean we see it. he's third right now in the league in yards per route run only behind stefan diggs and tyreek hill i mean that's pretty good company to be in y'all and uh i was talking to aj today and he was like Basically, when he catches that ball, he just turns into a running back, man. Like, he, he really wants to to pick up yak. That's his big Yeah, he got that yak. Yeah, he got that yak. Like, for me, like, A.J. Brown reminds me of, like, like his 
comp, like I guess body T-O. type is like a TO slash DK Metcalf slash Anquan Bolden, molded in one. Cause like yeah. he's tough. Like you were saying, he's tough after the catch. Like, you know, especially those games against that that game with uh with Detroit, he had what 10 catches for 150 yards. Like he was just shrugging off like yeah, all that yak. You know, yeah, like, he dragged the dude 15 yards. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's just nothing to him. Like, you know, I don't know if that was Okuda, but he dragged somebody 15 yards. But yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and I think it's also worth mentioning, y'all. Like, some people forget this, but him and Jalen Hurts, they're literally best friends. Uh, back when they were both seniors in, in high school, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen he had already committed to Alabama, and but they took a visit together. And again, they were they were seniors in high school. Jalen was trying to convince AJ to to join him out there. Um, AJ obviously didn't choose Alabama. He he ended up going to Ole Miss. But uh, Ole Miss. from that vi- from that visit, they they stayed tapped in. They they continued to build their friendship, their relationship. And now you know it's kind of like exactly what they had envisioned, kind of coming full circle, being able to play together in the league. So having that chemistry uh, certainly helps. So then you pair that with yeah, you know Devonte Smith. Who who obviously played with uh, Jalen in Alabama? Yeah, uh, that that's a that's a pretty good duo, man. When you look across the league, um, they can kind of compete with anyone out there. Yeah, most yeah. definitely, man. Our, so, our, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, talking about AJ Brown, I mean, that just answered our, you know, that question number three. But in your own opinion, though, um, do you think he is the worth, like, the worth the extension that the Eagles gave up for? Um, you know, to be part of that offense, in your opinion, Josh? Oh, certainly, yo, because, like, you look at the receiver room last year, I was, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've always been really high on Devontae, uh, but the yeah. drop-off between Devontae and the next guy, like, it was big, yo. Like, yeah, mean, we're talking definitely. about, like, like, I see these guys every single day. Like, I see them yeah. warm up. I see them go through their routes. Like, Devontae was just different compared to, you know, a guy like Jalen Rager or J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Like, <laughs> the, the crispness of his routes, his footwork, yeah. like, he just had no help, you know. And obviously, they've got Dallas Goddard, uh, one of the better tight ends uh, in the league. But from a receiver standpoint, they needed more weapons. And, uh, you know, everyone looks at, uh, you know, the, we're talking about they coming off a, a Monday night game in which they faced uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, everyone looked at that draft, you know, from Howie Roseman passing on Justin Jefferson and, uh, yeah. you know, taking taking Jalen Rager there, even Terry McLaurin, um, yeah. you know, who's obviously had a, so much success uh, in Washington. And right. he got hammered for, you know, not taking either of those guys in consecutive years. Uh, but you think about it, Howie, uh, because that, you know, the receivers have struggled so much, that's why he was aggressive in wanting to improve the group, adding AJ. So, uh, he, I'd say he's definitely worth it. Obviously, that's a lot of money, you know. That's yeah. a lot of co- that's a lot of commitment. Um, but what AJ has brought uh, to this room, uh, this receiver room, and uh, you know his comfort level with Jalen Hurts, you you really can't put a price tag uh, on that. And, and you know he certainly proved that he's worth that um, amount of money through these first few games. Well, yeah, have... I mean you could you could you could even see that in the offense. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I mean you know that you can even see that in your uh, the offense that they ran. I mean last year I felt like. Even the year prior, they, they, they tried to run two tight end sets. Now they could go ahead and just do three three wide receivers and one tight end. So that's like a biggest addition to that offense. And, you know, that whole dynamic is just changing now. So Yeah, last year they ran a lot of 12, 13 personnel. Yeah, yeah. It's like we almost rarely see that now. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, exactly. they, they've – 
they got so many weapons. Um, you know, we haven't even really talked about the running backs. They led the league last year in rushing. They're second right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so again, a lot of weapons here for for Jalen Hurts, and that was really the big question coming into the season: is will he be able to utilize them and you know kind of take this team to the next level? Right. So well, let me ask you, Josh, since you know I know you cover the the Eagles and you see them through training camp, and now what's what's the what's the relationship like between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? Is it kind of like a big brother, little brother, where they kind of you know make the, make each other better through practice and you know like how does what is that relationship like with them yeah i think let's rewind to uh week one when aj brown he tied his career high he showed he was worth every single penny that they're paying him uh, he had 155 uh receiving yards and Devonte smith had zero catches so you know you know it was kind of the talk of town you know what happened to Devonte? you know they've got to get yeah. the ball to Devonte. Obviously, yeah. when you pay a guy $100 million, you got you got to get him his touches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that kind of made me laugh at the whole situation is, you know, we're talking about Devontae Smith, a former Heisman Trophy winner. He, you know, that's very rare for a receiver to win that award is the best football – is the best player in college football. In college, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and not just that. Uh, you know, I talked to Smitty uh, throughout the week, and he's like, yo, remember, mm-hmm. I worked with – uh, Jerry Judy, you know, he was teammates with Henry Ruggs. He was teammates with Waddle. Calvin Ridley. Yep. Jalen Waddle. So he's used to like having talent around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you ask about the relationship, they almost just complement each other. So uh, the best way I can put it is that, uh, you know, AJ Brown, he's definitely that my ball type receiver. Um, you know, you throw him a 50, 50 ball, he's going to go up there and get it. And that's no discredit mm-hmm. to uh, Devante. Cause you know, he can obviously climb the ladder oh, yeah. uh, too. And, and, yeah. you know, compete for those competitive uh, catches. Whereas Devante's game is more so predicated a lot on technicality, route running, yeah, um, you know, and, and timing specifically. And that's really where we've seen uh, Jalen Hurts kind of improve there uh, over these past uh, few games is the timing yeah. uh, and anticipation throws. Those, are, those That's really uh, one word I'd probably key on is the anticipation throws of him, you know, knowing or trusting that Devontae is going to be in a spot and him getting the ball uh, there, because that's, again, what Devontae's game is predicated on is timing and, and route running. He's a master at that. That's why he won the Heisman. And that's why the Eagles obviously took him uh, last year with their top pick. Yeah. And we could, I mean, you could, you could even see like that last game um, last year, um, recalling back to that Denver game. I mean, you could see Devontae going mm-hmm. up for that ball too. You know, that was like the big example. So he could do both. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. So next question for you, um, Josh. So, you know, Darius Lay, you know, he's one of the highest paid, you know, uh, corner, you know, corners in the league. Also, I think one of the elites. So he had an okay game week one. He had, you know, I think he allowed like three catches for about 55 yards and a touchdown. But Monday night when the spotlight is on him, he shut down, quote unquote, the best wide receiver in the NFL in Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, doing no no gritties, you know. It was just all <laughs> Jalen Hurts doing the gritty. Um, what was, you know, do you also see a difference with him as well? Um, and do you, do you think that he's the, the Eagles' best, best defensive player in, in the, in, in the, on, the, on the roster? Yeah, so I got to – I'll kind of, like, pose this as a question. Um. Back in 2016, what were y'all 
doing? What was life? I mean, we're in 2022 right now. So obviously that was that six years ago. Mm-hmm. Like for me personally, I, I was still in school. I think I was a, a junior in college. Life was like very different, obviously. So what, what were y'all up to in 2016? 2016. That's a good question, man. I was I think it was, <laughs> I was, oh, it was Mateo. I was married. I think he was like, yeah. So my Mateo was... He's like one and a half. Yeah, he's about one and a half. No, wait, two. No, no, no. I'm sorry. One. He's one. <laughs> he, he's one. So, you know, he's going through the the walking, you know what I mean? Like talking. So uh-huh. just enjoying the fatherhood. So, you know. And, yeah. uh, and RJ, what were, you, what were you up to? Man, I was I was not married. I didn't have two kids. <laughs> so I was I was living. I was living on my own, so uh, I think I was in the best shape of my life at that time, too, so <laughs> from what I can remember, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about, again, throwback to 2016, like very different places in our personal, individual lives. I'm going to throw a stat at y'all. Since 2016, Darius Slay, again, you know, we thought we talk about top cornerbacks in the league. You think of J.C. Jackson, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Denzel Ward. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Howard, AJ Terrell, you know, those are guys Alexander. that always, yeah, Jair, <laughs> yeah. those are yeah. guys that always get mentioned. And for yep. some reason, people just forget about Slay, but here, here's a number Slay. for you. Yeah, since 2016, big play Slay, as he likes to be called, he yep. has the most, <laughs> he has the most pass breakups in the league since then. You know who's second yeah. and third? Third. So Darius Slay, since 2016, He's got 89 PBUs. That's most in the league during that during those six years. Jalen Ramsey's third at 76, and his teammate uh, Darius Lay's teammate James Bradbury, Bradbury. he's second with 84. Damn. And you know, you think about that. I mean, that was such a long time ago, yo. And he's still yeah. playing at that level. Uh, you know, right. we talk about this season specifically through two games. He leads the league in PBUs. He had two picks last year or uh, last week rather um slay is still elite yo i think people just uh kind of forget about him and you know in that primetime stage last week again everyone has to continue to go through uh the season but i mean that's the type of performance that will get you all pro type uh consideration at the end of the year people remember those types of uh performances and uh you mentioned that first game uh, against the lions Honestly, he had strapped up pretty well uh, that game. It was just at the very end, and it was good coverage yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave yeah. up a like a last second garbage time uh, touchdown. <laughs> but but uh, when you talk about Slay, man, I think he's like still at the top of his game. Uh, I think he's like thirty one years old. He's still playing like that. Yeah. Uh, there was a route specifically with Justin Jefferson in the red zone, and you just you you really can't uh, teach that technique, but. Anyways, Justin Jefferson, he tried to do like a double move on Slay in single coverage. And when you look at the tape, like Slay, like if that's any other cornerback, they're probably like hips turn the other way, touchdown. And he yep. was just so patient with like not biting at Justin Jefferson's move. And that that play ended up being a pick. Uh, I think it was his first uh, pick of the game. Um, but he just plays with such discipline, man. Like if you want to know football, uh, just talk to Slay in the locker room, man. Because like he, he will... Like he can, he can chop it up all day. Um, and, you know, I've learned a lot just speaking with him uh, about how he, you know, likes to cover these uh, receivers. So, uh, sorry, I can't even remember the original question, but Slay is like, he's still definitely playing at an elite level. 
Oh yeah. Well, so my question was, Josh, is he the best defensive player on, on the roster for the Eagles? Oh, that's tough. I mean, they've got, you know, um, you know, they've obviously got guys up front that are, are pretty well respected guys that, you know, some guys that haven't even made noise much this season, like Hassan Reddick, mm-hmm. uh, Josh yeah. Sweat seems to be continuing the, the pro bowl season that he had last year type performance. Uh, but yeah, Slay Slay's definitely up there. If he's not, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, when you talk about top playmakers on the team, he's probably Slay, Jason Kelsey, their center, uh, Lane Johnson, the right tackle, uh, and, and again, those are all uh, older guys, but but Slay's definitely up there. And not just that, uh, he, he's a captain for the first time in his career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 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 that was like a pretty emotional moment for him a, a few weeks ago. That's crazy. Like, how long he's been in the league? Like seven years now. And I mean, I'm sure like being a captain, right, means a lot. Especially you've worked your way up to where you are. Consideringly, like he's one of the elite cornerbacks, highest paid, you know, players, and you know, in in his position, and he's put yeah. in the work, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. drafted in 2013, you know, and like looking at his stats right now, since then he has what 74 pass breakups. So, like you said, he he does have the most <laughs> since then. So yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, what, and, and 20... one thing like you we probably mentioned is that. Slay, man. I mean, he kind of built his reputation uh, with the Lions as a man corner. Yep. And the, the Eagles uh, defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, when he got here last year, he implemented a defense that's very zone heavy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the Vikings probably ran like upwards of 70 plays last week. And yeah. they only they only went man 19 times. And that's a high number for the Eagles. Like they, they, yeah. they rarely uh, do <laughs> yeah. man coverage. Yeah. So for Slater, you know, still putting up those numbers and they're not even playing man. Um, I, I mean, that kind of speaks of volumes to, to what he's been able to do. Yeah. You know, even the Eagles, they're like, they don't even blitz a lot. I mean, I mean, you see that game. Gannon was actually able to trust those corners and send the safety, like sent Maddox in there sent Epps in there to blitz Carson. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> he was just like, all right, go ahead, <laughs> dial it in. But, you know, I think the stats last week, I think they, they're like the, the the least team to just like set up a blitz, like nine, at least 19% of the time they'll just blitz. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Slay's, uh, I think he's one of the best defensive players in that team at the moment, and he deserves to be a captain, so. Yeah. It's crazy. And then what 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 Howie Roseland gave up for him? Like pen, like nickels and pennies, pretty much. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Lions just gave him basically for literally free, pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. It's insane, man. Yeah. Yeah, so sticking with the defense, Josh. Um, in my opinion, I mean, you know, the front four, man. I mean, I know they haven't gotten to the you know, the quarterback as much or or you know, dial in a lot of pressure, but they they got there a little bit. Um so do you? I mean, you know, obviously they're the most underrated lines in the league. Uh, but how good can they be um, as the season goes, um, in your opinion? Yeah, again, we got to look at last year and kind of compare it again to to you know what they've got this year. Like last year, they were they were <laughs> there was one uh, specific game uh, that I remember. It was after the Raiders game, and yeah. it was a it was a bad loss. The team was two and five, and Fletch walked in to the the press conference, Fletcher Cox, and yo, he was pissed. Like, I'm talking yeah, about like he, he went on the podium 
and he just started like essentially blaming the coaches like for putting them yeah. in a bad position he's like exactly. the, i think the specific quote uh if i could paraphrase it is that you know i get paid to go after the quarterback i don't get paid uh to cover a screen or go into flat yeah yeah and so again so jonathan gannon is trying to implement in his defense again very zone heavy uh it's yep. focused a lot on limiting big plays limiting, um yep. exp- explosive plays rather uh that's that's mm-hmm. a, a key uh metric that they use in uh defense you know as they prepare for uh this upcoming matchup against you know the skill players like scary terry curtis samuel uh, yeah. Jahan dotson like the yeah. emphasis is going to be playing deep uh zone coverage to limit ex- ex- explosive plays you know they're okay with like five and you know intermediate gains five seven yards you know if they're going to throw it underneath that's fine that that's like okay in his mind um but again you you look at the defense from last year to this year that they just have so much better pieces. I mean, RJ earlier talked about Kaiser White, uh, TJ Edwards playing at a better level. Uh, but not just that, uh, you know, they went out and got Hassan Reddick again. Like, th- this is a guy that over the past two seasons, I think he's had he had like 24 sacks. You know, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a lot of damn sacks. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, over these first two weeks, like, he still hasn't been able to get to the quarterback. And you think about that, that like, that's scary. Like, if they actually, like, once he actually gets started going and, you know, there's some emotion involved with Hassan. Cause you know, he's from out here. Like he's from yeah, Camden, right. Across, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He went, he Quite went to Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, so he's basically Philly born and bred. So it was like kind of emotional for him to come home. He talked about, uh, you know, playing with nerves these couple, first couple of weeks. So like once, once they get him going uh, and pair him with Josh sweat, uh, who had a pro bowl year last year. And then you think about the depth guys, uh, Brandon Graham, uh, you know, famously known for uh, strip sack Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when you got Brandon Graham coming off the bench, you're in a pretty good spot, you know, with Josh Sway and Hassan Reddick leading the way. You know, when those guys need a breather, uh, they throw in BG there. Um, but, uh, you know, they've got a, they, they've got a lot to, to be able to tap into. Last year, they, they I think they finished second uh, to last in the league in sacks. So yeah. uh, kind of what uh, – Rael had mentioned earlier their blitz percentage was I think at 19 uh week yeah, one 19. They, yeah yeah they, mm-hmm. they dialed it up a little uh, I think they were at 24 percent this past week um so but but again there's there's some ways to to work around uh the blitz percentage just because it's low doesn't mean that you know uh Gannon's not doing other things to uh harass the quarterback we talk about Carson Wentz here uh <laughs> you know there's there's simulated pressures you know like dropping yeah. sweat or, or reddick into coverage and you know maybe yeah. sending like avante maddox or or cj gardner johnson so uh nothing too exotic really uh, again their their defense is based on limiting big plays and yeah. you know that's that's what i would expect to see uh, on sunday no it's crazy because yeah. I've, I've i watched the the first two games with detroit and and uh you know minnesota like they were getting, they were getting to the quarterback with just with, with just four up front. You know what I mean? Like they just let the the linebackers just you know stay in the middle, let them get the under coverage. You know, under like the passes underneath. But they were getting home. You know what I mean? Like they were getting home. Clear. They're knocking down Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. You know, getting sacks. You know what I mean? Like that that front four is tenacious, and the way. They, they, you know, they they just move them. They move them. They they're not just in like one position. Especially like you're saying, Josh. Um, the key factor is going to be Hassan Reddick. Like he is a past specialist professional. I mean, he was with. I mean, he was with a bum team with with Carolina. 
now like you put him in like a, a good team, you know, like in like in with that Philly defense, it's like sky's the limit, like what he can untap and he can make definitely make everyone ar- around him better. Yeah, and they yeah. mix in they mix in different fronts as well. They like to do five yeah. man at times mm-hmm. with Jordan Davis there. Uh, in the middle and, and this past week we saw it work a lot against dalvin cook uh i think dalvin cook had like less than 30 rushing yards yeah uh, and i have my fantasy <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go so yeah um yeah. you know the, they cleaned up the sloppy tackling in week one yeah. which was kind of expected um yeah. but you know uh dalvin cook i mean he's still you know a lot of attention on justin jefferson but i mean dalvin cook is still a household uh name yeah. and, you know to be able mm-hmm. to limit him to you know, that amount of yardage, I mean, that shows uh, that's a pretty tough uh, defense in, in both aspects in the passing game and in the running game. Yeah, that, that defense is really interesting to me. I mean, I know he came from a big Fangio type of, you know, defense, um, but I guess Gannon just turning into a hybrid type because, like you say, he does like a five, five-man five front, you know, being Jordan Davis with no tackle. And it's like a hybrid type stuff. So, I mean, it all came from that two soft shell to prevent big plays. but. Um, like I said, I, I would like to see the, 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 you know, the forefront get to the quarterback more. Um, but, you know, the problem with, uh, like, last year, like, the past few seasons is just Gannon just couldn't really dial up much because he had to rely on the DBs, you know. Like, he just can't rely on the corners. You know, I, I guess he just couldn't trust them. I mean, now, looking at the Vikings game, I mean, he like I said, he was just sending some pressure there. You know, and I'm like, wow, that's the first time I've seen that defense so aggressive. And even Fletch had like a strip sack, I think, you know. So, um, like I said, the potential, man, like you said, yeah, the potential is there. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they can just dial it up more and, you know, improve throughout the season. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And you you mentioned some of the, the blitzes and pressures. Uh, one thing that impressed me about Gannon is that he did those in known passing downs. I'm talking about like third and long yeah. uh, known passing downs is like when you know, they're not going to run or, you know, you, it's like you're very confident that they're not going to run and looking ahead to the next opponent, again, a familiar uh, face in Carson Wentz uh, yeah. through the first two weeks, uh, Carson Wentz is 0 for six against cover zero. So I would expect to definitely see uh, some cover zero, um, and, and, you know, for on cover zero, that's essentially that they're sending everybody and leaving the DBs yeah. in, in single coverage uh, yeah. across the secondary. So, you know, they're depending on guys like Bradbury, Slay to win their one-on-one uh, matchups and for them to get to the quarterback quickly to force, you know, if not a sack, a rush throw. And, and you know, yeah. we saw a lot of that with uh, Kirk Cousins. And, again, they're going to try to affect Carson Wentz here uh, yeah. on Sunday. It's going to be an emotional game for, you know, everybody yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah. It's always like I mean, that. <laughs> it's like back to back, man. You know, it's like Rager came in, you know, now it's Carson and then next week will be Doug. So, you know, <laughs> it's like like revenge tours, I, I guess, if you want to call it that way. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a shame that yeah. Carson's uh, first uh, game against the Eagles isn't back uh, in Philly. But I'm sure, you know, that, that'll come later in the season. Yeah. And obviously with yeah. Doug, Doug, Doug Peterson coming back uh, next week. Yeah. So. Oh, Definitely man. a few kind of like uh, homecoming type uh, games these next couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys are going to – I think they're going to be playing in Philly. I think Monday Night Football, right? I think that's like – or is Sunday night? I think it's like – Yeah, way, la- way later in the season. Yeah. 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 All right. So heading into ten, uh, this Sunday's game, Josh. Um, 
So I know, like I said, you know, we're going to put it on the other side. So you also cover for, you know, for every game that you cover, you also cover the opponent. So for this Sunday's game, which Washington commander players do you, um, do you think the Eagles need to watch for? Yeah, I think we kind of talked about this offline, but uh, when you talk about the commanders and we saw this last season on that, on that weird game, it was like, it was supposed to be like a Monday game and then it got pushed yeah. to Tuesday. Yeah, but we yeah. saw that. Yeah. We saw that in that game specifically the defensive front, man, like they can get after uh, Jalen. Uh, you know, we're talking about Montez Sweat, uh, Jonathan yeah. Allen, uh, Darren Payne. Like those are guys that can get after uh, Jalen, but uh, you know, I think it ends, it starts and ends in the trenches. And the Eagles, they do have one of the best, uh, you know, one of the better, if not the best, uh, offensive line in, in football. Uh, they've certainly looked like that throughout summer, uh, throughout these first two games. Um, and, you know, I'm more concerned about the defense. I mean, we've been, we spent a lot of time talking about the defense, but this passing offense, man, I, I really do think that they can compete uh, with anyone. Um, you know, as long as Jalen is on his P's and Q's in the passing game, I mean, he's got so many weapons around him. Uh, we see the team is uh, second in the league right now in rushing, basically kind of taking off uh, what they did last year. They led the league in rushing. Um, so I, I think it comes down to being able to, to lock up, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, uh, Dotson. You know, if they're able to, to kind of limit Antonio Gibson to a Dalvin Cook type performance, yeah. And they're going to be looking, they're going to be looking pretty good. So um, I know it was one strong game from the defense, but I'm, I'm just not necessarily uh, entirely sold. Uh, you know, we got to yeah. see here as the, as the competition gets better throughout the season, right. uh, how the defense adjusts, but uh, really the big thing is going to be limiting those big plays that that's kind of what the defense is built around. Yeah, and going back to that game, like you said, um, from last year, that was the Gary Gilbert game. Um, they did get to Jalen Hurts <laughs> three times that game, too. So, And Jalen Hurts had one interception that game, too. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, like you said. Yeah, and he's susceptible to sacks, just the way that his uh, game is predicated on. Yeah. You know, he's so, sl he's so slippery in the pocket with his feet. But there are yeah. times, you know, when he does want to stay in the pocket – uh, that he, you know, he could stay in there too long. And, you know, if, uh, you know, Jordan Mailata, uh loses track of his guy for just yeah. a second, I mean, that's a sack. Yeah. Um, yep. So as explosive as he can be, uh, his game, uh, again, how he plays, he is uh, susceptible to those uh, sacks. But yeah. again, through these first two games, he's been really, really good, yo. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. um, I don't think you can, uh, you know, really place, a, a, you know, a value on that. I mean, that first game, he bailed him out so many times with his speed. <laughs> yeah. uh, this yep. last game, we saw him take so many steps as a passer. Uh, you know, if he keeps taking these steps, the, the Eagles, again, they can be uh, pretty, pretty good in the, in the NFC. And, you know, we talk about specifically with the, the division, um, how kind of weak, uh, weakened state it is right now. Yeah, it's really up for the taking, uh, you know, especially with what's going on with Dallas and their quarterback situation. Yeah, yeah. So um, what about uh, Carson Wentz? I know we didn't we speak you know a little bit about him. Uh, I know this is going to be an, another emotional game facing his former team. Um, how are how is the the Eagles going to you know how are they reacting or anticipating that that game on Sunday playing against their former quarterback? Yeah, I feel like it might kind of uh, uh, be uh, too big of a moment for Carson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've seen we've seen him throughout his career. Uh, you know, when there's meaningful games or, 
Uh, we saw the Colts last year, uh, you know, with the playoff lives on the line against a, you know, a, a, a subpar opponent and he just failed to show up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the, at the end of the season, you know, literally they're at the doorstep of the playoffs and uh, he wasn't able to get it done. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of emotion going to be involved for Carson. He even said it this week, um, you know, going against his former team. This is a team that took him second overall. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is, a, you know, it'll be emotional also for Jalen. But with Jalen, it's more so like he's got something to prove. Like we yeah. got to remember, like uh, next year, he's eligible for a contract extension. And, you know, so many people have placed question marks. Uh, around him and his future and and, you know he's out here to prove people wrong that he you know he deserves a nice contract that he deserves to get paid like the other uh, top quarterbacks uh, in the league that he can get it done Uh, because that's been a big question is you know they kind of drafted him to be a backup and and the breakdown happened with Carson with Doug kind of the fallout with the Eagles uh, from two years ago and now he's the starter and it's his second year as the starter and he's uh, looking to do uh, damage and he certainly got uh, all the help around him but man when you ask about Carson I think they just really have to uh, kind of get in his grill uh, early and and if they're able to do that they should be just fine honestly it, it really comes down to affecting Carson and then Jalen protecting the quarterback I mean uh, protecting the ball yeah I agree yeah you know he does have that happy feet and then he likes to hold, <laughs> hold on to the ball yeah. A little, little longer before the pack, the the pocket collapses. So I mean, you've seen it, RJ. You shared your frustrations with Carson Wentz, even though he had had an MVP year before he tore that knee up. <laughs> yeah. You know? But you know, Carson is Carson. You know, you gotta take the good with the bad. When he's good, I mean, he's good. But now I see like why like Philly fans like RJ were frustrated because. You know, there are certain things that you just scratch your head. Like, why did you hold on to that ball for that long? And, you know, why why didn't you just throw the ball away? Those, those yeah. simple things. But, you know, that that I guess that, that's what makes him Carson pretty much. Yeah. yeah and, and I mean, we, we also got to remember that, like, all these – or not all of them, rather, but a bunch of these dudes, they play with him. I mean, they practice against him every day. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. talking to BG – I was talking to BG this week – at his locker, man, and he was just like, he was laughing about it. Like, you know, he knows Carson's tendencies and, you know, he's sharing that information with guys like Hassan Ryder, who knew to the team, Jordan Davis. Um, but, you know, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, BG, Fletch, they've all played with him. They know what Carson likes to do uh, in the pocket and they're going to do their best to uh, be able to affect him. And you look at Washington's offensive line, you know, that, uh, historically like you know talking about the past decade like they've 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 been known to have a pretty good offensive line yeah uh mm-hmm. the coaching staff you know you talk about the eagles coaching staff jonathan gannon nick sirianni you know they don't take no opponent lightly but you know in in speaking with them throughout the week like they do think that there's uh, opportunities for them to to make plays and be able to get to carson uh pretty quick so we'll see how it unfolds yeah another big thing too for the offensive line man i mean i think I don't know what's going on with Chase uh, Rouvier, um, but I mean uh, that might be a big loss if he if he's yeah, out. He's out. He's I mean, out. You know, yeah. Yeah. He's okay. Out. He got like. Um, yeah. So that that's a big that's a big loss, but you know we'll see what they can do to you know pretty much step up on that for the Commanders. But it'll, it'll be interest like an interesting matchup for that defensive line into that offensive line. So we yeah. shall see, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he like see. like like you were like you were saying, Josh. You know. We didn't talk much about the the Philly 
running game, that that two that two headed tandem with uh, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. I mean, Kenny G too. Don't, yeah, don't don't, <laughs> don't forget about Kenny Gainwell. Gainwell yeah, yeah, yeah three headed monster man. You yeah. know, like fantasy is crazy because you don't know who's yeah. gonna get the ball. Like I, you know, I beat. Yeah, in week one, all four of them scored. All three running yeah. backs and Jalen. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. Like I was yeah, playing. It was a crazy stat. <laughs> yeah, I was playing this dude that had um, who did he have? He had Miles Sanders, and I had I won by like point fifteen, of, you know, point fifteen, point one five, because it was Boston Scott that was running the ball towards the end of the game. I was like, thank God. <laughs> you know, I mean that that's that's yeah. the that's the Philly you know the Philly formula, right? Like, it's basically like the hot hand or like who's more you know, who's having a better game, like running the ball. I mean, you can go through Gainwell, you can go through Boston Scott, you can go through Miles Sanders. I mean, I think I think that's going to be key too, especially that the O-line is going to just, you know, open those holes for them. Yeah, and I think with that, it's just the fact that, I mean, I mean, even when they had the two tight end personnel at that time, I mean, they were still able to run that ball. But I think now with just how the offense is set up, it opens it up more for that running game. I feel like more freely, you know, it's not more so, you know, downhill running, but it's more so like everything is just opening up for those guys. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so much potential right now and I just can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it's a small sample size, you know, two games, uh, Miles yeah. Sanders, he's second in the league, uh, behind Saquon Barkley and rushing average. He's almost at six yards uh, per yeah. carry. Um, State, but you want you, you want a bigger sample size since uh, Miles yeah. was drafted. Uh, what was that three four years ago? Uh, yeah. He's third. He's third in the league in rushing average. He's got over five yards per carry. Uh, I think it's only Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. Again, over yeah. these past uh, three years, uh, have a better average. The thing with Miles is just uh, being able to stay healthy. You know, mm-hmm. knock on wood. If you're an Eagles fan, they, that he has been pretty healthy. Um, yeah. This season, but again, they've they've got Boston Scott and then Kenny Gainwell. He's uh, cemented uh, basically as the the two minute back. So yeah, uh, I think yeah. He, you know he had a drop uh, this past week, but Nick Sirianni yeah. explained that it was more so yeah. uh, his fault and not Kenny's fault. Uh, you know, with the play call. Uh, yeah. but, but Kenny Kenny's got the best hands. You know, he's the best pass catcher out, out of that uh, three. So uh, you know, <laughs> we spent so much time talking about. Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard. We got we you I mean these running backs too, no slouch yeah. for sure. Yeah, no slouch. Yep. See, man, you know, I, I see yeah. visions of uh I see vision of um Miles Sanders kind of like a like a Brian Westbrook, right? Right, RJ? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean that time it was it was a different dynamic. You know, you had Buck, you know, uh Westbrook, and then you know, at that time too, they even had Deuce. Deuce you know? So you yeah. know. Yeah, that, that, that running back core, in my opinion, as being a fan, you know, that came a long way. And now it's just a different dynamic. I feel like they're more shifty, if you want to call it that way. They're faster you know? now, right? They're faster. Yeah, yeah. You, you plug them in on the slot, it's yeah. crazy. And, you right? know, Boston, Boston, Boston Scott is Mr. Reliable, you know, just coming out of those games, like against the Giants, you know, and just, <laughs> just be coming out of nowhere. Yeah, but, yeah uh, Boston yeah. Scott, he gets so uh... – overlooked man i mean you look at uh you know in our discussion and kind of how he's like that third back mm-hmm. yeah boston he led the team in touchdowns last year yo. he has seven <laughs> i know 
yeah. Kenny has he, Kenny was second. He has six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Devontae had four. I mean, like that says it right there is that yeah. uh, you know that production that they get out of out of those three uh, specifically. Uh, but uh, make no mistake about it. You know, the running game will certainly set the tempo. It all starts yeah. with Jalen. Um, yeah. Again, he, he can be so dangerous in the RPO game. Uh, we're seeing him incrementally improve as a passer. Uh, uh, you know, you really got to start and end there uh, with the QB. It, it all starts there. Right. All right. So um, with this last question for us, um, I don't know if you want to do this, but uh, as far as your prediction, um, pretty much for the Eagles record being this year, I mean, like you said there's a lot of potentials. Um, there's a lot to work on and there's a lot to look forward to. Um, what do you think, um, you know, what the record will be? Will they finish in the NFC? And of course, this Sunday's game, what do you think will happen? Who do you think will win? So, Yeah, I think I gave them 11 wins uh, at the beginning of the season. Honestly, considering again, it's 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 a lot of recency and it's a lot based on what we just saw this past week. Yeah. But if we see the defense play like that, uh, you know, as the as the competition gets tougher, as the schedule goes on, uh, again, the team has a soft schedule here to to begin the season. Yeah. They've got Washington and then the Commanders. I mean, um, Washington and then the Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, so so they're going through the first month of the season without playing a playoff opponent until week five at, at Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, I could see them exceeding that number. Uh, d- double digits definitely seems uh, reasonable. Uh, but, you know, they could they could get 11-12. You know, is that enough to win the division? It might be, especially kind of, you know, you see where yeah. Dallas is right now. I, I know New yeah. York's off to a hot start. But, <laughs> Two you know, can, yeah, can yeah. you really believe uh, Daniel Jones up there? Um, I know, so, that's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, – you know, I think I'll stick with the 11 wins because, you know, it, it really is tough to win in this league. And they've got, again, the schedule gets harder uh, later yeah. at the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, specifically in December, they've got three road games uh, yeah. back to back to back. That's a tough time of the year to travel, you know, when yeah. it's cold. And, uh, you yeah. know, two of those opponents aren't necessarily scary. You know, they've got the Giants, then they've got the Giants, Chicago, Birds, and then they got Dallas. Yep. But, again, with the schedule, the time of the year, you know, weird things can happen in the NFL. So, you know, I don't want to yeah. necessarily, you know, say that they'll get 12, 13, but I think 11 is a, a safe number right now based on uh, what we've seen. The and, man, team, yeah. for, for this upcoming game, you, y'all you want a prediction? What y'all think? <laughs> I think it's going to be close, to be honest with you. Uh, like you said, it starts with uh, Jalen. Um, in my opinion, I feel like it's going to be a close game. You know, that tough, pretty Commanders-Eagles type game, man. So I think it's going to be – I would like to say it'll be Eagles 24, Washington maybe 27, uh, 21 or 17 maybe. I'll say it that way, in all honesty. <laughs> you're, you're too humble, man. You're too humble. Like I, I'm, a, hey. I'm a realist. I'm a realist Redskins <laughs> slash Commanders fan. This team, I mean, of course, I think it's going to be a, an emotional game for Carson Wentz. But like I said, a lot of intel, you know, that the Philly defense got a lot of intel on Carson Wentz because pretty much they've, you know, practiced with each other. I'm predicting 28-10, Philly. It's going to be a route. Um, Jalen Hurts probably going to run for, you know, he's going to throw for two, run for one, and then probably do another another gritty, you know, in yeah. the end zone at FedEx Field. So hopefully there, there won't be any, like, injured fans, you know, like last year. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I know, you know, yeah. yeah. But I think 28-10, 
they'll have a field day. I think it'll be, you know, it's. I think it's gonna be like lopsided, and the running game will be key as well. I think Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Gainwell. I think they'll have all good games running the ball. So, how about you, Josh? Yeah, I think I gave the Eagles uh, the win. Uh, I can't remember the point to- total. It might have been thirty to seventeen. Um, I know the spread right now is about like six and a half. Uh, yeah. But the the thing is with I mean you can't take anything for granted with a division game. Uh, you know, yeah, so many weird weird things. Yeah, so many yeah. weird things happens. You know, in those uh, types of um, matchups. But uh, I think I wrote this. You know, for Sunday's paper. But essentially, if Jalen Hurts takes care of the ball, they should be fine. Um, yeah. You know, the Commanders again. They've they've got that formidable defensive front uh, with the three main guys. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to be up against one of the better, if not the best offensive line of football. Uh, you know, once those three get uh, tired out uh, and, you know, when you got a, a quarterback like Jalen hurts who, who showed on Monday that he can throw the ball, obviously he he's made um, so many plays with his feet. I mean, they might get tired pretty quick. So, uh, and, and one more thing, Carson Wentz, man, it's like, when you know, he's under center, there's additional turnovers for the taking. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they're able to get to him just a few times early, uh, I think it'll rattle him and, uh, you know, that the Eagles will be looking here at 3-0 and uh, heading back to Philly. Yeah, I mean, I only I only said that um, that close of a game because I don't want to say it's my, one of my concerns, but, you know, I, as much as I want to score, I want them to score more. Um, I feel like some teams are just hanging around. I mean, which is understandable, especially for the last game. They were just dominating and they were just content with – having, you know, 24 points. But the Detroit game, you know, Detroit. Jared Goff had four touchdowns. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that was a little That's during, like, you know, that's, like, towards the end of the game, man. You know? You know, you've got to finish. You know, in my opinion, as a fan, you have to finish. He pulled up her cousins, man. Empty calorie stats, (laughs) bro. You know, like, you mean, you know, division games are tough, nitty-gritty games. So, I mean, you know, you know the history with these with these teams. I mean, it never goes that way. It's always going to be a close game, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, but I feel like that's that's what, how it's going to be. And, you know, we'll see how it goes from there, man. Yeah, obviously the personnel is really different. But you look at last year's game at Washington. I mean, that was, like, literally to the last second. You know, Bobby McCain exactly. had that um, – or not Bobby McCain, excuse me um, – Rodney McLeod had that. Uh, I got the safeties mixed up, but Rodney McLeod yeah, had that yeah. that pick at the end of the game. You know these division matchups again. They could they could be uh, spicy in that regard. But on paper, uh, the Eagles are the the much better uh, team when you when you just look at the talent and you know what we've seen these first two weeks. So, but again, I don't know. I think it, it comes down to Carson Wentz, man, and and you know if they're yeah. able to to get to him early. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the, the battle of the quarterback. So. One, one last question for you, John. I wanted to ask you. Um, I know the the uh, Phillies bye week is week seven, and you said you, you guys don't play a winning team until week five. If the Eagles make it 7-0 or 6-1 before the bye week, do you think, and I'm just throwing it out there, do you think Jalen Hurts, could be possibly on his way to be like a, maybe a candidate for a league MVP or I'm, I'm sure perennial pro bowl for real. Definitely. But do you think sky's the limit, you know, maybe perhaps a future NFL MVP in for the league? 
Man, it's so tough to stay just because of the unknownness, you know, especially when it comes to the passing game. But, I mean, as we saw this past week, I mean, uh, the stat that sticks out to me is that he had four different receivers with 60 yards receiving or more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like freaking ball distribution. Like, it's not just favoring A.J. Brown, but, you know, he was getting out to Devontae, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard. Uh, I mean, if he continues those types of performances, of course, uh, you know, he's only going to work his way towards that. But uh, it's probably just too early to tell right now. Um, I mean, they've got Washington, then they got uh, Jacksonville. Again, they don't play a playoff opponent until week five, Arizona. And then Sunday night football against Dallas at home. Yeah, it's so tough. I mean, it's game by game, week by week. I mean, that's Nick. What Nick Sirianni literally uh, preaches to his guys. But yep. yep. I mean, if you're talking about like the uh, betting experts, you know, the people that like are are in charge of putting the odds together, like Jalen Hurts. I'm pretty sure this week, like he leaped from his odds were like uh, pretty low to like you know top five, top five, top ten. He's actually. Where you're looking yeah, at? He's actually top five right now. He's he's tied up with Justin Herbert as odds to win MVP. Just ahead, I mean, behind Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. So he's yeah, top and I'm, four. I'm pretty sure before that, like he was like <laughs> yeah. 15 to 20. So I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, the league is definitely uh, taking notice in, in that regard. But again, a lot uh, in front of them. Obviously, they want to advance further than they were. Uh, last season and you know Jalen wants to prove that he's the guy so but I mean if he has performances like this past uh, two weeks uh, you know he'll certainly be on his way yep and I am a Jalen Hurts fan um, franchise uh, (laughs) owner of uh, you know so I I will be playing him this Sunday you know for fans league purposes you know I did I did franchise him over uh, Russell Wilson last year in my league and a lot of people are like, yeah, you're crazy, man. Like, no, I, I think he he has something. So. Yeah, with the running game, especially, man, it's like when they when they get in the red zone, like within the 10, I mean, your probability of him scoring a rushing touchdown, it's just it's like leaps. Like yeah. uh they, they just love that RPO in that area of the field. Yep. Iron yeah. sharpens iron, man. Pretty much, <laughs> man. Well, that that wraps it up, uh, Josh. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, for your time. Um, I'm glad everything's going well with you. Yeah. Uh, and you know, what I'm saying like Josh's family. You know, that's kind of like a homecoming every time like he comes back home. Um, so yeah, man. You know, like it's it's great. You know, talking to him, and I'm glad he, everything's going well. Year two. Um, anything anything for Josh uh, RJ. Yeah, man. Like I said, just keep doing your thing. We're proud of you, man. You know, the fact that you're covering my favorite team, that's, that's a plus, man. I, you know, like I said, I follow you. I, I read everything that's going on, on on practice. And it's just amazing, you know, just just the resources I got now, you know, before. You know, I mean, I still follow the guys that I follow on Twitter and watch everybody on YouTube. But, you know, just seeing your tweets and everything, man, that's just a, that's a, lot, a lot of insight, so. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that, man. <laughs> yeah, then, you yeah know, man. Trying, trying to stay plugged in, man. Tapped in. Yeah. Try to do it a little bit. Try to do it a little bit different, man. I mean, you got to remember too, like, um, as much as uh, you know, fans, fantasy owners like to idolize these guys. Like, they like the same stuff we do, man. Like they, they yeah. you know, they like the say they say music. They play video games. Like, it's always good to <laughs> chop it up 
Uh, you know, in, in that regard, I was me and Kenny were we're talking today about the uh, modern warfare uh, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting on that yeah. on that beta. Yeah. Um, me and Jordan Mylotta, we're we're talking about video games too today. So, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been great, man. Just uh, uh, loving the continuity uh, here on year two, man. Yeah, it's uh really just uh, building, continuing to build those relationships. Yeah. So like I said, we, we're definitely, you know, we're rooting for you, Josh. And, you know, you got some Philly, you got, you do have some Philly like fans, you got the Eagle fans, shout out to Daniel and Andrew and RJ, you know, we do have Eagle fans in this family too. And we got a, a reporter that covers them. So I got, I got to sneak, I got to, I got to sneak this one in. So the, the shirt, the shirt here, yo, I wore it uh, to work last week. Yeah. And me and Jordan Davis, we had already built like a pretty good rapport. Like I, wow. I've been talking to him every day. Um, but like uh the day before that, like he had seen me, I, I wore a vape shirt um to work. And you know, that was a conversation starter for us. Like he's like, yo, he's like, we need more street wearing here. So then the <laughs> next day I, I I wore the pod shirt and uh Jordan Davis, like he was wondering what what it was. So I kind of gave him the backstory on on Yell Pod. So maybe he'll tap in. <laughs> Hey, he noticed the player prices, so like, yes, he, you know, he got I forgot his days. I forgot his uh size feet, but I think he's like a 15 or oh, a 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this, this is the same, boy. yeah, this is the same man, man. Like, they traded up for him, got him with their top pick um boy this boy can move man he really is the oh, future yeah. uh with yeah. Fle- you know with fletcher uh you know getting older jordan davis man watch out the next couple of years uh i think in the the combine he again we're talking about a dude that's uh uh 340 he weighed 340 and he ran like a 48 like i think that's faster yeah. than that, that is crazy. <laughs> that's like that's Vita Vita, like running a, a 40 <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, man, yeah. it's faster than me, yo. So he's faster yeah, than well. me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll uh, I'll tell him, you know, to tap in with the pod because he has, had asked about the shirt. Hey, we got we definitely don't get on. We talk about sneakers, you know. We we'll try to help him out for size fifteen. You know, and we, we, I think I think can. it might be bigger. I'll I'll I'll, I'll check in and, and see. Right, but for sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh. So that, we we thank you so much for coming on. Safe travels. You know, back to the DMV. I know, like I said, that's enough. Homecoming, it's always a treat for our family to see you. Uh, we're proud of you, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, man, like if you want to plug in one more time, your your um, your social media and where they can find you. Yeah, man, looking forward to the game. Sunday, fun day, like what the fam says. Um, but yeah, my, my Twitter, Instagram is uh, JCT Sports. Uh, and then again, I got that pregame show uh, yeah. before the game um it'll be at 11 30 uh so 90 minutes before uh kickoff uh it's called game day central and you can you know you can tap into that on twitter uh jct sports all right all right guys all right so that 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 wraps it up from um, episode 53 happy birthday again to rj year year 36 you know mike you know brian westbrook year you know more (laughs) more more birthdays to come 36 yeah. he would be the the oldest in the locker room jason kelsey and uh bg they're i think they're they're turning 35 Damn, Damn, old as kelsey. <laughs> that's crazy older what am i doing in my life <laughs> no nah, that's cool man hey, yeah you know? no, i know it's cool 
No, no, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, appreciate it, bro, man. All right, guys. Yeah, no, no, happy to hop on, y'all. Every time when the yeah. Eagles, uh, commanders link up again yeah. later in the year. Well, we'll talk. Sure. We'll talk more. We'll talk more. Like you know, we'll probably get you back on for Monday Night Football. Yeah. So I think that'll be cool. Catch yeah. up. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, if everything is cool, you know, with your schedule. So yeah, we definitely appreciate yeah. it, Josh. Yep. Yep. No, I'm I'm tapped in every time. Just let me know. All right, for sure, guys. All right, All right guys. Have a good night, guys. Peace. All right, y'all. All love.